Randy Powell, three days clean and sober. Sorry, guys, I haven't been around. Uh, sorry, guys, like, I don't even know if anybody's even listening to my podcast, but it doesn't matter. I'm doing this for myself. Well, I'm three days clean and sober, and uh, I got a, since the last time uh, I've been doing this podcast, I uh, got a full-time job, so that's good. You know, idle hands at the devil's workshop, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be working again full-time, and, uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to going back home to Edmonton to visit my sister. And, uh, but you know, tonight I went down to the downtown east side, you know, looking for a cheap bike, right? You know, going down there and try to find a cheap bike to get around to my job, but, uh, I didn't end up finding one and, uh, I lost my wallet. And I needed that wallet. I needed that wallet because I only had my birth certificate in there, my bank card, and I needed that to get my picture ID so I'd go visit my sister. But, anyways, that's not what this podcast is about tonight. Tonight, this podcast is about my brother. And I miss him. I miss him, but I don't think about him sometimes. I don't think about him sometimes, but... Anyways, he hung himself under a bridge in 2007. His name was William Frank Joinson. And I miss him every day, and I got five sisters, three brothers. I'm the ninth one. I'm the baby. That's right, but... Uh, my brother, my brother William Frank Joinson, yeah. He was my only sibling that didn't drink, smoke, or do drugs. And he was the one that took himself out like that. It's terrible. You know, and I drank and drugged my way through my entire life. I drank and drugged my way through my entire life, and here I still am. And yet, he never did a thing wrong. My brother, I'm telling you, like, I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba. That's where I'm from, and it's minus 35 there half the year. And, uh, well, you get what I'm saying. It's cold, cold, cold all winter. And uh, people are often on the side of the road, and, you know, their battery's frozen, their hood's up. They, they need a boost, right? My brother, like, if I seen a car, we were driving somewhere, and I seen a car pulled over with the hood up, I'd be like, oh, fuck, we're going to be late. You know, because I know my brother's going to pull over and help this person. I know it. And that's just a guy that he was, right? He was a good drummer, too, and he was a good singer. And uh, he was just a super kind person, you know? He was just super kind. There wasn't a there wasn't a mean bone in his body. But uh, I miss him all the time. It took three years just to get the thought out of my head that, you know, I just, I couldn't get past, like, there was this thought, like, it was like, I think I'm never going to see him again. It was like a thought. But it came with a fucking, it was as much a feeling as it was a thought. But uh, it took me three years to just get past that part. Just just that part of, like, I'm never going to see him again. But uh, I'll see him again on the other side. I know I will. Anyways, uh, you know, this podcast, uh, yeah, I'm actually going to entitle it The Last Time I Ever Saw Him. So I'm living in Calgary. I, this time I spent 33 years in Winnipeg. Then I moved to Calgary for six years. I'm living in Calgary with my girlfriend, Valdine. And uh, we're living there, and we got a nice apartment downtown. It's Christmas time. Well, we're all from Winnipeg, and, you know, everybody's back in Winnipeg, except I'm in Calgary, and he's in Edmonton, so they're only two hours apart. So if it, I told him, you know, you're, you're alone for Christmas. Come spend, you know, a few days for Christmas with me and Valdine. And uh, and he hummed and hawed, and I says, ah, get, come down here. You're not staying for Christmas by yourself over there in Edmonton. So anyways, he drove up to see me, and I was, you know, I remember he was so happy when he's coming to see me too. And, uh, yeah, and I always wanted to go to an auction, like, you know, Ford Vizor, and Vizor, and I always wanted to go to an auction, right? You see a real auctioneer, a real live auctioneer. So anyways, when he was visiting, he, I guess he, uh, he I don't know, my brother was like that. He could always pull a rabbit out of a hat. But anyways, he, he found an auction. It was just down the street. It was a restaurant. There was, uh, they were selling their restaurant. They, were, they, they went under, they, they, uh, 
they they went bankrupt. They went they went under this restaurant, and so they were selling all the restaurant equipment. So they're having an auction. Uh, an auction. There was an auctioneer there. So we went and checked it out, and then we went out for lunch and stuff, and it was, it was a really good day, yeah. And I got to see a real live uh, auctioneer, yeah. So that was nice. Thanks, to my brother, yeah. And then, uh, oh no, I think it was the next day or the day after that, but he was leaving, and we were standing out in front of my high rise down at the bottom there, and uh, he and uh, like he said he was going to get his van because he parked it in like a uh, public parking like in park thing up a couple blocks away and he went to get his van and he said and i'll come back and uh, i'll meet you guys downstairs we'll say goodbye i says all right sounds good so i go downstairs and there he's standing there by his van and and uh you know and we're talking and stuff like that and i'm just like i'm wishing he wasn't leaving right and but anyways uh i'm trying to convince him to move to calgary <laughs> so anyways uh as we're talking i look across the street and i see this uh there's this woman and she's digging in the trunk of this car and uh I'm looking over at her, I'm looking over at her, and I can vaguely recognize her too because during the six years I spent in Calgary, there was different times where I'd take off with my girlfriend and I'd go on a run and I'd end up drug addicted and homeless and in jail again, you know, for a little little five, six months, whatever, I don't know. But anyways, so uh, I kind of remember her from the dope show in Calgary, but uh, I couldn't be positive. But anyways, she comes walking over and she's about seven, eight months pregnant and she comes walking over and there, there's me and my brother William and my girlfriend Valdine and she comes walking over and uh she you know i like i don't still don't remember exactly what she said but she started spinning her sad story because she was trying to get you know she wanted to get some help some money or something right or whatever but and uh anyways I, I, the reason why i don't even know what she said is because before she could even finish what she was saying my brother pulled his wallet out and gave her a 50 dollar bill <laughs> you know he just seen this woman she was asking for help she was pregnant and he didn't think twice about it. He just said, "Here's a." He just gave her fifty bucks. You know what I mean? Most people don't do that. But that was my brother. And that was the last fucking time I ever saw him. And you know, that just that just pays tribute to my brother's life, though. You know, for me to be able to to say that, you know, you know, for that to be the story for the last time that I ever saw my brother. You know, of course it would be something awesome like that because my brother was awesome and he was generous to a fault. And the world's, uh, the world's worse off without him. But, uh, yeah, I miss him. I miss him a lot. I love you, William. And I think about you every day, <laughs> but I know you know that because you're always looking down on me. And you know, you know, I'm always talking to strangers about you and everything. I'm talking to my new friend Joshua here right now. He's a Christian, and uh, I just met him at the bus stop. And uh, yeah, we we prayed together, and yeah, it was really awesome. It was a blessing to meet Joshua tonight. But uh, yeah, God, uh, I know, I know, uh, I, I know that uh, I know William. You're looking down on me. And I know that you put people in my life, good people. You put them in my path. And, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I miss you. It's like, I just feel like nothing, you know. Say, I, I don't know. I just miss you, that's all. I just can't find anybody like you, you know what I mean? Like, I know I had big plans for us too because you know I'd always fucked my life up my whole life and you're always trying to steer me in the right direction get me off of drugs and booze and everything and then uh, 
you know, but I was too young. I wasn't listening. But, you know, the hurtful part is, is now I'm fucking ready. You know what I mean? I'm finally ready. And I survived it all. You know, and now that I'm settling down, you know what I mean? I would have, I would have loved this. I would have loved so much to have you in my life still. To share, you know, to share these times, like these good times, you know, because when you're around, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't always good times. We had some good times. We had a lot of good times, but, you know, I was struggling all the time, you know, and, yeah, and I was always, always, always running away from myself, you know, and, uh, but now that I'm in a better place, I just, I just, I just wish so much that you could be here. I love you. I love you. Now, see you on the other side.